Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel and Star Wars. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media merch and more. Today, we are recapping Andor episode six and full spoiler details. So if you haven't seen the episode, I would get out of here. And I'm here with one of the great composers of such songs as this show's intro music. It's Aaron Robertson. Aaron, how's it going? Oh, wow. It is it is an honor to be here on Star Wars, finally. I'm very excited to be here. Um, yeah. How, how are you? I'm good. I, I do feel bad, though, Aaron. Honestly, we've, we're coming up on two years of this podcast, and the fact that the, this is the first time you're on, it's kind of a travesty. And I, I want to extend the apology to you. So You're, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, life, life gets away from us all the time. Yes. So, it, you know, any... Anytime I'm invited on, I've, I always take it as a, a an honor and an opportunity. So, yeah. Well, cool. Uh, Aaron, I want to give you the chance, though. This is your first time on our podcast. So I want you to tell yeah. our listeners a little bit about yourself and maybe some of your love for Star Wars, too. Yeah. So I um, am very into the arts, um, kind of grew up learning music by ear, Um develop perfect pitch and synesthesia. So I, I um, kind of hear and see music in color. So trying to create images with um, the music I create. And it's really cool to hear the soundscapes that other composers create and what pictures they uh, create in my mind. Um, and with Star Wars, Star Wars was one of those things that was always around in the household. Um, my dad was one of those people that had like bootleg DVDs of everything. So, <laughs> so uh, I grew up and saw the sequel, the sequels, the prequels um, in theaters. And then the originals I saw at home on DVDs, you know, a few times throughout life. And then when the sequels came out, uh, kept right up with those, and now we're getting so much content um, and and expansion to the universe and to the Star Wars timeline. And um, it was interesting too because my mom is a Trekkie, so Star Trek was more emphasized in the house when I was younger. But Star Wars is something um, I love just as much, and so. This period in Star Wars history is always a little fuzzy for me. I think it's because I was exposed to the original trilogy, the least of all of the movies. Um, I love Rogue One when that came out. Um, I was in, I was living in Korea when that came out. So that movie always holds a special place in my heart because it was one of the ones I saw internationally. Um, and so if I remember correctly, this is before Rogue One. Uh, in the timeline, correct? Yes, yes, it is before. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, this period before A New Hope that's, like, right before it starts is always, like, fuzzy. So it's been interesting to watch the series because I feel like there's supposed to be characters and things that I recognize. And I feel like... what What's the level between a casual and a, and a, and a super fan? Because I feel like I'm in the middle. Because I feel like... Like I know, I think you're enough a fan. To be, I think you're yeah, like, yeah, you're fan. Not a like super I know, fan, but you're not, yeah, a fan. I'm definitely yeah. a fan because I know enough to be dangerous 
but don't know enough that I miss a lot of details that I think I'm supposed to be picking up on or characters that I'm supposed to recognize from other things. So, and I, and it's something weird with this series that I, I feel like I should know everybody's name or be familiar with them, but a lot of the names have just gone over my head. We talked about this. Other than Cassie. We talked about this before we came on here and you were like, I don't know any of the names. I was like, welcome to the club. Um, And here's the, the, as far as the timeline goes, I would consider myself a super fan at least. Um, And it's so confusing. There's so much that's going on in this time period um, from, you know, the original trilogy. And then they obviously have now this, but they had Rogue One, Rebels, uh, a lot of the books, like, all a lot of the lore is surrounded in like this kind of time period, so it does get really confusing. You did say something that resonated with me. My dad also had a lot of bootleg DVDs. I don't know what this uh, this thing with dad. So if 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 you didn't have parents with bootleg DVDs, then I I feel bad for you. This was back in the day when you could uh you know Netflix was like a mail order property. Mm-hmm. My dad would order movies on Netflix and then burn them. Yep and send them back so uh i don't know if that's his coach like i don't know uh you know i don't know if I wanna... yeah i don't you know um <laughs> i mean now um i kind of have kept the family dvd collection and so any old movie that i wanted to have i kind of took the dvd out and i still have some of those bootlegs with yeah. me but uh yeah it, it was interesting because yeah you you take your blockbuster or your netflix video and you burn it and you, we had the devices to do it, and you just kind of, yeah. The technology the- was new, so like, the, yeah, the line between criminal and a good yeah. family member was very blurred. So yeah. it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron, I want to ask you, um, yeah, you know, uh, very uh, minuscule details aside, what have you thought about Andor thus far? We're halfway through. What is the yeah. midpoint? I've really enjoyed it thus far. I think it's been a very fun ride. It's been a very interesting look into the development of the rebels against the empire. Um, But I'm also confused, but also glad that we're getting content i don't i yeah i feel like it's one of those things where i might want to go back and rewatch rogue one after this just to remember um cassian's journey in that just because i feel like um yeah especially those first few episodes of going back and forth between his younger self and his i guess present quote unquote self and then encountering characters and i feel like i should know these characters that he's encountering but i don't and it yeah 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 i get that i, think, I mean yeah. I, I feel like the way i think about it and, and this is how uh, my brother jake um who has been on this podcast a few times much smarter star wars fan than i he kind of broke this down for me he was like you have to think of these episodes as if they're mini arcs right um you're getting three episode stories basically and, and that's how we've gotten it um because I, I had some complaints. I was like, a lot of these episodes are kind of slow. Um, but when he said it like that, I was like, okay, I kind of get it. But my issue is, like, the format of the episodes we've gotten thus far is one episode is set up, the mm-hmm. second episode is set up, and then the third episode is payoff. So this was our payoff episode. But the yeah. last two episodes, it was a lot of setup. 
Uh, I oh, feel like yeah. you can have a bit more payoff than the in the earlier episodes. <laughs> yeah. So while while I I really loved this episode, I am a little I'm not super high on the series as a whole. I hope it can kind of change my mind with how they're formatting things, um, because I definitely am disliking more episodes than I'm liking. Yeah, and you know the the interesting thing for me with this is this is supposed to be a 12 episode series. And I really thought what they did in this episode was going to be the climax of the whole series, just because I thought, oh, okay, I guess this is the main story. Like the first couple of episodes, you know, was setting up his life and and seeing how he became who he was, and now he's you know being brought into the rebels and 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 um kind of learning more and more about what's going on in the world and you know, making decisions for himself. But we we're, we just got to the halfway point. So I'm like, where are we going to go from here in between here? And then I guess we'll have to end somewhere where Rogue One begins because, or maybe not even, I don't know. Yeah. And well, I think um, they have confirmed that there's going to be a second season to this. So, um, oh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't well, know I don't, that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I feel like we're stretching this out. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, it's going to be interesting because I, I, I do feel like, on one hand, we kind of have the origins of Andor. Yeah. Um, and we also have the destination of Andor. So, it there's a lot of blank slate in between that they can play with. Um, so, I'm going to be interested to see how they do it. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll go ahead. Let's go ahead and dive into the episode here a little bit. Um, and we open on this conversation with Andor and um, the younger kid of the group, which yeah. Aaron, like we we have been talking about this since we met this character. We were like, this kid is gonna die. Like, there's no way he's gonna survive. And even in like the start of this episode, he's saying some like pretty concerning things. Like, um, he, he's talking about he can't sleep and like. He's like really nervous about everything. I'm like, yeah, this is not going to end well for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's what something that surprised me the most because I really thought that Nemec being so gung ho about the rebellion was going to, um, I don't know, I guess um, die in a different way than he did or be set up for for something completely different i'm i'm surprised it was a super lame death it felt very like an afterthought and also kind of stupid not stupid well maybe stupid it just felt like you you would think when you're developing a plan like this over months you would think to maybe position yourselves or strap yourselves in the ship in a way that you're not, you don't, you know, you want to survive leaving. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they didn't think about it. They were just thinking like, we just need to get the money and get, get off the planet and we don't care how, but yeah, it, it, I, yeah, I thought they were going to do something else with Nemec and I'm surprised they, they were like, yep, you just got, crushed and uh succumbed to injuries and uh yeah here's the manifesto and or there you go take that 
Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because we did see in the last episode, like there was this conversation between Vel and Andor where she's kind of quizzing him about the ship. And I think she's trying to make it seem like she knows. She just wants to know if Andor knows. But Andor kind of figures out, you don't know how this ship works. You don't know anything. You don't know anything you're talking about. (laughs) And I do think that they very much went into this unprepared. Um, There was a lot of stuff they did prepare for, but I think it was more circumstantial as in Mm -hmm. like you had Lieutenant Gorn who was like, very much on the insides and making sure this went smoothly. Like, I feel like he was even kind of like the mastermind without him. Like they could never have done any of this. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, But even with him, a lot of things went wrong here. So that's a good (laughs) heist. Like you don't want to see a successful heist, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, hijinks were, were definitely going to ensue. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm just trying to comprehend the fact that they were even able to do what they did in the first place. Yeah. You know, hats hats off to them for for the little time they had to prepare and people from opposing factions, even within, you know, a rebellion coming together and being able to pull this off to the degree that they did. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh... So another another big insight we get here, uh, which we hadn't gotten in the other episodes, is like we really see the imperial side a lot. We get a lot of these yeah. different like imperial officers. Um, the next scene here, they're kind of like talking about you know the events that are going to be leading up to the heist, you know, with the eye and all the pilgrims coming. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what did you think about some of these imperial officers? Ooh, I mean, I think these imperial officers were written very well um especially in the way that they kind of yada yada over the customs of the local people and you know don't really care about what they're doing or why they're doing it you know we're gonna dry up your sacred river you know this is the last time you're doing this pilgrimage so enjoy it while you can you know we're we're you know, doing little strategic things to make people forget about their culture. Like it, like it hits very close to home and it's very, uh, I think they, they wrote this very well. And I, I was glad to see that, um, they kind of got that tone right with this. Yeah. That's a really good point. I feel like, um, they very much want to give these people the impression that they care. But as we like pull back that curtain a little bit, mm-hmm. we really see the ways in which not only yeah. do they not care, but they're actively working against them. Absolutely. Um, one of my big notes, because uh, I watched the episode twice. The first time I was like, like, cause they kind of built it up. Like all the, all these people are coming far and wide to see the eye. And I'm like, okay, like <laughs> yeah. half the planet is going to be here. Right. Yeah. But it's, like, it's like 25 people. So I was like, that was going to be a complaint of mine, but I watched it back and there was a conversation where they talked about reducing the numbers. Of yeah. They reduced the here. numbers. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I, again, that's just like an example of them. Like, you know, even later on we see like, they're giving like peace offerings to them, but like, behind like next year this is not happening you know right we're gonna find a way to ensure that you're not coming here so yeah uh, these guys they're they're very mean so yeah you know um something that i thought was gonna happen but didn't i really thought that somehow in their plan they were gonna try to give the people back their sacred river or like blow up the dam or something 
Uh, so I was kind of surprised that they were like, yeah, I mean, we're rebelling, but we're not going to, you know, help liberate your people from but the also, presence here, of... <laughs> here's my other thought. Um, are they, like, is this a rebellious task? Like, I guess it is technically a rebellious task, but, like, in the term of, like, Star Wars Rebels, right? Um, everybody on this crew, including Andor, Skeen, Vel, all these characters, they're all self-interested. All they care about is the money. That's all. Every, yeah. Like, they, they kind of, I, I think Senta might be the one that we kind of build up as, like, yeah. she real, and maybe the, the boy as well. But for the most part, it's like, we kind of divulge into figuring out that, like, it's all about the money. I don't know that they really care too much about the empire. Yeah, and and that was something that was was interesting to me as well because I was like, okay, we're stealing money. Is this supposed to fund something for the rebels? Are like we strapped for cash? Like, how are we gonna be able to allocate these resources without being noticed? That like all of a sudden, wow, this this uh, rebel group is rich and they're you know showing off their money. Yeah, I just I was trying to figure out what the point of it was it just to show that the rep uh that the empire is vulnerable and they think that they have all of this control and all of these resources and we can just waltz right in and take it out and they won't even notice and they can raise a stink but now we have all their money you know I, and that's I that's like to, a good yeah. point because Vel and Luthen, they have this relationship that we're not really privy to. And yeah. obviously, like, he is kind of, like, orchestrated this plan. So maybe there is something under the scenes where, like, this money is going to a good cause. Um, but from what people have projected, especially in this episode, it seems very self-interested. But we'll, really does. Yeah. <laughs> we can dive in because there's a big twist at the end. We'll dive into that a little yeah. later. But I want to ask you about this because... Aaron, you look fabulous tonight. You got the fin jacket on. Thank you. Um, yes. So we love to see it. I got technically it's a Poe jacket. Yeah, it's uh, technically Poe. Yeah, but, but it's I, it's I Finn's think jacket. It jacket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I I asked because there's a character in this episode very similar to Finn in that we get this. Uh, they said yeah. uh, Terraman, I think his name is. Yep, Terraman. He was a uh, stormtrooper. He mm -hmm. turned so. This is very interesting. And Senta as well. They mentioned that Senta's family was killed by Stormtrooper, so it was all mm -hmm. thing. But uh yeah, what do you think about them? What do you think about this character that uh was once a stormtrooper? Yeah, I think it it definitely adds dimension to his character, but also to the group. Um, and it would and um it also makes sense why he would be brought in to this group as well, because they would need somebody that would be able to pull off pretending to be a soldier. And so a turncoat stormtrooper would be the perfect person to use. Um, but then they have the dynamic of, yeah, but they also killed, you know, sent his family. Like that is some, that is, that is some intense stuff. And so, you know, I could also see why, um, you don't really see them interacting all of that much in this plan because um, they're on different teams doing different things, but they're both working towards the same goal. I think it was uh, really cool to see another um, turn stormtrooper in this group. Yep, so uh, I like that. I, again, I, I've mentioned it before, but I do appreciate how they're kind of building out these minor characters, even for them to just die in like 20 yeah. minutes. But, um, yeah. 
Um, another scene I liked here, we go back to one of the, uh, I guess, like, our lead Imperial officer of the episode. He's with his family. I thought this was a really funny scene um, <laughs> where... <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to buckle his like vest up yeah he's asking for help and what does the wife say uh perhaps you've expanded <laughs> I was like, that's a very <laughs> decent way to call him uh yeah whatever. <laughs> uh, but another point here is they mentioned that like his son has been like very sick uh, and i was like i really that really stuck with me i was like what does that mean about like not only the empire but where they're living and the conditions they're living in um that they have this young boy that like it seems like his entire environment is not built out for a child so um i don't know it makes me think well part of me thought that um well a it could be that um maybe they're body composition is not suited for this planet and so he's often sick but um, the first way i took it was that he likes to pretend to be sick to get out of things because he doesn't like wearing the imperial garb he's not really about this he's like dad why are we here like i don't want to be here i want to be back home like i don't care about this get me out of here (laughs) i'm sick i don't want to go to this ceremony yeah, no, that's I did not consider that, but that's a really good point. That's a good way of uh, uh, looking at it here. Um, yeah. Uh, just again, I, I I knew that there had to be a deeper meeting there. Uh, just because <laughs> this kid was like barely in the episode, but like our sickly child has to come with us on this venture. Yeah. I don't know. It was uh, interesting. To me. <laughs> um, but let's see what happens next here. Uh, I guess they're they're kind of they're walking up to the base. You know, not a whole lot to say here, but. Um, I, I think a big question for us last week is like when Vel and Cinta split off from the group and they're like, yeah, uh, Andrew's like, well, what do you do? Like, you, you haven't told me this part of the plan, but I, I thought it was going to be something bigger, but apparently they just like scuba up to the base and like climb in, which I guess that was cool. It's a cool little side. Mission. Yeah. And I guess it's because, well, there's no female soldiers so we need to figure out a way for you all to sneak it yeah i thought they were about to blow that's what i like that that's why i was like oh i thought they were gonna blow up the dam or like cause like this huge distraction to keep the other officers from going into the vault because there'd be all this chaos happening but and that's my thing it's like if you're all about the rebellion and restoring peace then wouldn't that be one of your object like wouldn't that be the main objective that'd be a huge symbol yeah uh, liberate liberating this this planet of people that have been deprived of resources like i don't know i feel like that's yeah that should be higher on the agenda (laughs) they just want the money i i guess the money really yeah it just yeah (laughs) Yeah, whatever. I feel bad for these people. Yeah, I, I, and I don't think we'll ever see them again. Which uh, no, unfortunately sad. not. Um, but uh, okay. So next year we get there's there was a big deal made of like uh you know there's like animal hides that they're like giving to the people. It's like yeah, it was kind of weird because like um they seem to have traded. I like again I kind of talked about how like they kind of wanted to appear peaceful so they're going to offer the animal hide but then they also gave them a different animal hide back which looked identical um and then the 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 pilgrims ended up burning the hide so I was like I don't understand this ritual whatever <laughs> I don't know yeah. if you with that and maybe correct me if I'm wrong but I thought there was something 
involved with this, something that had to do with giving up your possession. So I wasn't sure if it was part of the ritual or if they were like, you know, yeah, F your high. We don't want this. You know, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the right way to read it. Um, Okay, so I guess uh, this is when they uh, they they end up getting into the base. Um, yeah, the the men of the group and 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 the base, and um, they're gonna take these guys hostage. And there's some resistance. One of the officers doesn't like it, um, but they quickly dispatch of him. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you had anything like the start of this heist. Uh, you think it all went smoothly? Yeah, it was interesting the way they went about this. Um, Like, you know, we know everything. We know how this all works. You know, you're going to come down with us. And if we fail, you're going down with us. So come on. Uh, The the main guy here, he's very insistent. Like, I can't get into this vault, right? Like, I have no, there's nothing I could do to help. (laughs) Um, But they're going to the vault anyways. Um, And uh, we, we see a a lot of different things transpire here, but apparently like they shut off the comms that alerts people. Um, and uh, yeah, it causes some issues here. Uh, things mm-hmm. don't go quite smoothly inside this vault. Um, but I, I don't know. I thought this was really cool. You know, I like like, you know, like the rolls of like the metal credits uh, that they were picking up. They were very heavy. They had to get people to help them. Um, but yeah, things quickly get sideways here. And this is where we lose Terramen yeah. and Gorn, yeah. I believe. So, yeah, yeah. I guess they didn't really account for what if the officers decide, hmm, wonder what's going on, and decide yeah. to come back. <laughs> uh, uh, again, not yeah. to, not completely thought out here. Uh, no, <laughs> but they did their best. No, but I, I really did like the scene, and that vault looked very extensive. It looked like this was going to be very time consuming and they did not give themselves a lot of time for this to take place. So I was like, did y'all really think this? <laughs> yeah. It's very yeah. clear that like one person couldn't pick up a canister, right? Like yeah. you needed assistance. Like they were very heavy and there were a lot of them uh, and they had to do it quickly. So um, very messy here. Um, but yeah, they, uh, we, we end up losing Gorn and um, Gorn was my favorite. Like I said, I felt like he, he did the most for the team uh, in that like yeah, he, he was did. kind of playing a double agent. Um, Terraman, we didn't get a whole lot from him besides like the Stormtrooper backstory. I don't know. Right. Any, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll send these guys off. You have any comments on them? Um, I really appreciate it. You know, um, them as characters and being able to, you know, see people that look like me and, in and, I fantasy so yeah I'm, I'm it's very excited to to see them and uh, enjoy the characters and yeah I wish they stuck around for you know a little while longer but yeah once once those officers were down there it was going to be a lot of crossfire between everybody so yeah yeah you mentioned that and like so like characters like this would mean a lot more to you and i feel like it's even more disrespectful in the fact that they all because like like from a storyline basis it's like mm-hmm. i felt like they were sent off very unceremoniously which maybe that's the point um but they were all the also the first two to die and i don't know it's like yeah we didn't get a thing now yeah <laughs> um uh, but 
I think that's the case with a lot. Like, I think Skeen yeah. has like the most interesting death. You know, we're, we're coming up on the scene here where they actually escape, and uh, this boy, like, like to let, like he's all about the rebellion. He's so like it's so important to him. I just why uh, did he move once? Because I know he, I know he was stationed behind the credits during the fight. But once the doors are closed, why are you still positioning yourself in between the the like? Why are you there? Like you, yeah. the, the you've just entered a roller coaster without a seatbelt. Like, like, and when the ship took off and they all start flying, I'm like, what did you did you all forget to buckle yourself? Like what? What is happening? Here? Yeah, yeah. And, and again, I, I would have appreciated. You know, we could have, we could have ramped, we could have like rewritten some of these deaths a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, uh, you know, no, no, I, I guess maybe they died heroes, but it didn't feel like a heroic death. It was just a lot of just like you're dead now, yeah. you're dead now, you're dead now. <laughs> so. It was it was weird by the time we got there because I was like, wow, this team dissipated like very quickly we like pretty much killed off everybody in this way and that's why i was like where are we going from here because we still have half the story left to tell and another season like what like where where are we going with this like are we going to spend every day in between now <laughs> one like seeing you know the events of, of every week you know seeing every meal that cassian eats like i don't know what we're doing here. yeah yeah so not only was it like confusing halfway through the episode but we're halfway through the season um yeah. i will say this was i didn't say this on our podcast last week because i felt like i felt pretty confident about this theory and i was like this might be even too spoilery but um even on our stream yard background here this is the poster for andor we can see it right here we can see the different characters on it mm -hmm. but the only two characters that are on this poster um from this heist are senta and vel and my thought like i realized that last week and i was like they're the only ones that survive. <laughs> so I don't know if we're going to get more from these characters. It's kind of interesting because you mentioned um, there was no like female crew. So maybe that's why they went a different yeah. way. Um, but it's also interesting that Senta was the only one to stay behind if that was the case. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. know what the story there was, but. Do you want to see more? Are they them? getting her? Like, yeah. I don't like, what is <laughs> happening? Like, Bye. Have fun with my portion of the credits. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Do, uh, uh, do you expect to see more from these two? Again, it's like, where else are we going to go with the show? I would think well. so. <laughs> it would be weird if we didn't see what happened to the credits. Yeah. Or yeah. any, or like what they're investing in, or, you know, um, what the ultimate plan is here and maybe more on the relationship between um, Vel and, why well, I blanked out his name now. Uh, Andor? Yeah. No, not Andor. The um, older... Um... Oh, um... Skeen? No. no, no. <laughs> oh, Luthen. No. Yes, Luthen. We'll get there eventually. Between Vel and Luthen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because um, that's the part... Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot... Like, we've talked about it. It's an interesting relationship. I think there's more there. So, we'll see. Yeah. We'll put a pin on these guys. Um, but yeah, so let's see what else. Um, I guess we'll talk about like there was a there's really cool, like the actual escape sequence was really cool. Um, oh, yeah, where they're like flying through the eye and there's like TIE fighters coming after them. I thought this was such an incredible sequence. Uh, it's, it's beautiful to look at, yeah. I feel like the movies and actually, I, even the sequels, I feel like they were really good at capturing like the visual spectacle of these events. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we don't often see it in the TV shows as much. It's usually more grounded, but this was yeah. like really like interesting to me. I really loved this. And the eye was definitely something that was worth to to look at. So, you know, the people are crying looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I could I could definitely see why this is something they would do every year. And to have a fight in the middle of that. So good. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So now this is so cool. Um uh how they kind of escaped here. Yeah. Um let's see. Well uh am I missing anything? I guess I guess the next big thing is, well, we do go back. They kind of meet up with this doctor. I looked up his name. His name is Quad Paul, which I think that's so cool. He's got four arms. He kind of looks like Maz Kanata's dad. Um, he's got like the, you know, the eyes kind of similar. to Yeah. Him. And I, was, I thought we saw him in another movie. And I was, I was trying to be like, yeah. oh, do they bring him back for this? Yeah. I don't even know if it's the same species, though, because he's got four arms. Maz has two. I don't know. It's the whole yeah. thing. Anyways, he's the doctor. He's trying to fix um, uh, the young younger no, guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then I, I guess the most intriguing point here is we kind of hinted at it, but we kind of mm. find out here Skeen is flipping the script. He's like, you know, there's 80 million credits, two of us, that's 40 apiece. We can split it, go about our way. Um, I had multiple thoughts about this in the moment. My first thought was, He's testing Andor because he's been so skeptical of Andor. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I was like, Andor, don't fall for it. Um, yeah. So I guess my question to you is, do you think he was serious about splitting it, or was it a test? I don't know because he was so suspicious of Andor from from the jump, and then they had the whole talking about you know like you know we're cut from the same cloth, like you know we you know we. I really, th I thought Andor was supposed to be like, no, you know, we're here for the rebellion. Like, you know, we, we need to finish the job, like, you know, or at least like, let's just finish the job. I'm just taking my cut. I'm le like, I'm not going to do that to Vel and, and Cinta. Um, yeah. But like the response was just like, oh, oh, he wants the, oh, like the the and that seems to be Andor's response to a lot of things is just shoot first and ask questions later, uh, which um, not the greatest thing to be doing. But um, yeah, you know, it, you know, I've never found myself in this position where I'm dealing with eighty million dollars or whatever. So like the high stakes and then being criminal, yeah, like technically criminals and all that. So I, you know, I wouldn't actually know. I I do kind of see his perspective of like, there's no way to handle this situation correctly. Um, right. I could stab him in the back and I'm dead or I can rat him out and I'm probably still dead. Um, so I think the way he handled this is, you know, obviously you don't want to murder somebody, but oh, you know, yeah. I feel like he, he might've had to, um, <laughs> you know, the scheme reminded me, this is a very like obscure reference, but there's like the Paris Hilton meme where she's being interviewed and she's like dressed up in like a business suit and she's like, I'm a businesswoman. I've been playing a, a role my entire life. You know, like she's completely out of character. Uh, but uh, I was like this. I feel like Skeen had a turn like that where he's like, he's like, oh, no, I don't care about I, my I don't have a brother. I don't have like I don't care about uh, the rebellion. You know, yeah. so, it's like, I don't know you know, if you're listening to this, like two people know what I'm talking about uh, and everyone else needs to look it up. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, he killed he kills uh, Skeen here. And that was, uh, you know, this is one way to send him off. 
Yeah. Again, one of the more interesting deaths, at least. Yeah, it was a very, very interesting way to go out in, in ambiguity. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, he goes back inside. He, um, uh, I can't remember if we found out the boy died here, but he died in the place. Yeah, they uh, cover him up as soon as he walks inside. I was like, well, guess yeah. he's dead. All right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, he's very much, he's just trying to like get out of there, right? He hands the crystal yeah. back to Vel. Which it's gonna be interesting because I always pictured like these two characters being the way he becomes a rebel, but like he's he's just run away now. Like he has no part of like even the crystal, which was like his tie to Luthen. Like when mm-hmm. Luthen gave him that, he was like, "I need this back. It's very important that I get this back. This is like this is that's like you know, the most important thing." Right. Um. But like that connection, like there's no reason for them to ever go to Andor anymore. And I guess it, maybe he did a good job. They want it back. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, again, I, yeah, I'm really trying to figure out where we're going from here, but it'll be, I'm interested to see what they do. And I'm very interested to see how they were going to set us up for a second season. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, however, I think, yeah, I'm going to wait to see how I feel about Andor until I see the the next six episodes, because it has been a very weird journey thus far i feel like i've been through about you know three or four different shows at this point <laughs> I mean, i'm here for whatever ride they're taking us on so yeah that is the cool thing like the rest of the season is very much an open book and um i think that's yeah. my complaint about a lot of the marvel shows we talk about is like it is very predictable uh how oh, very stuff linear goes. yeah yeah um but this uh, there's a lot of options um but i do want to talk about this because we gotta get like an interesting moment here it's almost like you can almost read it as like a throwaway scene but we get we Mm. go to mon mothma she is in the senate right we kind of get that like senate room from the prequels which i was really cool it was really cool to see that um but she's kind of like urging them to think about like a blockade and like these people you know it kind of it's kind of vague what they're talking about but nobody really listens to her very weird scene to me. I don't know what this is going to set up, but I wanted to ask you, Aaron, what, what have you thought about um, Mon Mothma here? She like, you invested in the story? Yeah, and I was, the name sounded so familiar to me, and this she was somebody that I was like, oh, I feel like I'm supposed to know who this is, and I'm, having, I'm drawing a blank on what she was in before, or if she was a character from the book. I, I was trying to remember... If you can, can you remind me of yes, if we are you. supposed to know who Mon Mothma is? It's a very small character. That's the interesting thing. So she is like, part, she's like one of the rebel leaders in the original trilogy. We kind of see her give a couple speeches. Very like, you know, she's basically just like, I don't know, just a figure there. Like she's like the second woman in the Star Wars galaxy at that point. <laughs> so oh, okay, okay, that's what I, okay, that's what I thought because I yeah. was like, I feel like I'm supposed to know this name, but also I feel like I'm not supposed to yeah. know this name. So that okay, but it, that's I good. feel like there's a lot we don't know about her. Um, yeah, because she was such a small character, so it's interesting not only because we know her as like the rebel leader, but now we see her working with the Empire. So there's a lot of story here to connect the two. There's going to be a point where she yeah. turns like I guess she's already technically working with the rebels, but right, um, it's going to be interesting to see that development. And I guess it, I guess, and I didn't really realize this until. Uh, the whole thing ended but i guess they weren't really paying attention to her because they were more reacting to the news of the rebel attack so i'm sure. not sure as to 
if they thought whatever she was saying was valid um, or, you know, what she was like, what her position is within this group. Like, is she somebody that's being listened to? I know they have a lot of, you know, security and surveillance on her, but I didn't know if she was hated or just like, or ignored or yeah, that's a good where point. she is. That's a good point, because I think I even missed it in my notes. I didn't talk about it. But there was a moment where we kind of got this shot. We go back to, um, I think her name is Debra. She uh, and other imperial officers, they're very much, they're like reacting to the news. They gather in their like conference room or whatever. And they're like, they're really going to start to take focus on what's going on with these issues um, after this heist. So that's interesting. I didn't consider that. Um, I just kind of felt like, you know, this might just be an added sign that like her opinion isn't valid. Therefore, why would she continue to do this? So, right. Um, but the last thing we get here, this is where we get <laughs> back to Luthen. a very uh, minor moment, but kind of cute where yeah. he is reacting to the news of the successful heist. Um, and he like kind of goes to his back room and does a little jig. He's very happy about this. It was very <laughs> wholesome. <laughs> um, but that's the end of the episode. I thought, Personally, I thought this was the best episode thus far. Again, yeah, this is kind of sure. like the climactic point of this arc, which, you know, we'll see what the next two episodes bring uh, before the next climactic moment. But um, I, I, I've i really enjoyed this. Uh, so, yeah. Any final thoughts on the episode? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. It, it definitely um, filled in a lot of gaps from the previous ones and brought everything together. Um but also in a way that leaves the rest of the series very open-ended as far as where we're going to go from here, um, especially if there's a lot more story that they want to tell with this. Um, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, this has been a great week for Stark Wars. I- I'm going to go ahead and spoil my takes. The She-Hulk finale was really great. We're going to talk about that soon. Um, but Werewolf by Night, this, like, I'm kind of, I don't know that I've been this positive about things in a while, so really Ooh. happy about that. Uh, but, Aaron, thank you so much for doing this. This is such oh, a yeah. blast. Again, oh, it's, yeah. it was a long time coming, but um, <laughs> I want to give you the chance to tell people what you're up to and where they can find you online. Yeah, so uh, you can find me on various episodes of Rob as a Podcast. Um, I've also been involved with a lot of Charmed and X-Men podcasts, such as Words of the Witches, which is a great podcast. Check it out. And Solving for X, which is a um, where they're going over the animated series of X-Men and covering things. So yeah, definitely check out those podcasts as well. Um, and I write music for other podcasts. <laughs> as well so yeah you'll you'll hear my music around uh various places yeah again i don't want it to be understated i love our theme song i think it, oh. like like it there's because you know marvel star wars you know both yeah. have great scores but i feel like there's elements of both in there as well as things like uh like a little james but like i hear it a james bond movie like it yeah. really is a really yeah. great piece so uh, i don't want to underscore your musical talent here it's it, really well Thank done you. So, um, <laughs> yeah. What about uh, Twitter or anything? Anything else like that? Yeah. Um, Twitter. I'm uh, at AA Robertson 94 on Instagram. I am at T H uh, E O R A N G E D O U B L E A. So the orange double A and um, yeah. I'm also cool. on TikTok at the orange double A, but 
yeah, kind of doing my own self project where I'm going through Disney animated movies, <laughs> talking about I saw that. what I, I learned that. from them. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, was it yeah. TikTok or something? Yeah, that mm-hmm. was. Uh, I'll be watching. That's interesting. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so I don't do this often, but we got a little time left here. Ooh. I want to ask you. I'm kind of mm-hmm. blindsiding you with this. You, I, you have nothing to prepare, but um, yeah. Um, is there any like other any outside of Marvel, Star Wars, that kind of stuff? Is there any other TV show or movie that you've seen recently that you want to tell people to check out? Ooh, I mean, I love reality TV in general, so yeah. I feel like I'm definitely eating with that. Um, oh my god, know. there was like six up six hours of reality TV last night. <laughs> so. Oh, so much, yeah. Like you know, uh, Survivor. I need Amazing Race is is been great. Um, who is the mo- well? The new mole is back, mm-hmm. which I never thought we would have that back in the U.S. So I'm glad that we have it back here on Netflix. Um, and I've been watching the Genius, the Netherlands Genius. So I've, I've I've been really really excited about that and seeing their take on it and uh, enjoying the international television as well. There's many guests on this podcast, including the co-host, Tommy, who yell at me for never watching The Genius. And here's my argument. Okay. <laughs> here's my argument, okay? Bear with me. I've yeah. been told it's the greatest reality show. So if I watch it, that means everything else for the rest of my life. Oh, well, pale like a person. So if I hold on to it, my plan is when I'm on my deathbed, <laughs> I'm going to watch The Genius. <laughs> People don't buy that excuse either. Like, we don't care. Just watch the show so we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, um, you know, I mean, you, opinions will vary from season to season, but I think it's, it's definitely one of the best design games I think that's ever been made. And so, um, especially for the um, Korean format and being familiar with the uh, celebrities on the show or the, you know, the people in, society and just seeing them interact um was just really cool to see and the editing and just you know the its influence on current reality tv is definitely something that should not be understated so yeah it's it's been uh cool to see it finally jump to other countries hopefully we might get a version in the u.s that would be that would be i'll watch that i can't miss so yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) all right aaron uh thank you so much again for doing this i'm gonna close this out here um i like to remind you guys to rate and review us on itunes and spotify preferably five stars also please subscribe because we're gonna be every single week and actually as of late we've been here like two or three times a week um we still got she hulk to talk about this week Uh, a lot of good stuff coming up so if you subscribe (laughs) you'll have those episodes straight on your phone uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Star Wars Pod, and check our show notes for our merch. Also, we have a little Discord community going on, so if that's something you're interested in, you can message us, and we will get you in there. But that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>